Popcorn and Pixels podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vanessa Guerrero. And I'm your other co-host, Emily Rose Jacobson. She was literally doing a little dance for this. <laughs> and if you've never listened to this before, this is a podcast where you pair video games and movies and compare their different storytelling styles as they tell similar stories. Mm-hmm. I think that was a decent enough description. Every every week I, I question myself as to whether or not I describe well, like, this podcast Well, like, matter of respect because well you're doing it off the cuff and you're nailing it. And yet, here's the thing. I'm doing it off the cuff and I'm doing it like fresh off the top of my head. And I know this podcast is recording. We set a time. I hit recording. I have time to write up an elevator pitch and I never do. I just go fresh off the dome and like shoot from the hip and hope for the best every single time. And every single time, I'm not sure. You just have to listen, then you'll keep figuring out exactly what we're about. But off the cuff is what makes this podcast so great. Yeah. Also, the that, people have spoken. And I'm still a little bit mm? stoned. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was watching Scrubs earlier. I got home from work early. Hey. I was like celebrating making a really good tuna melt. Yeah. It's like an after dinner drink. Yeah. So um, I'm going to like extra enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, uh, the last one was very heavy. This one's going to be very much the opposite. Yeah. Last time we cried several times. Mm-hmm. This time, I don't know. We might end up doing shots or something. Um, have you watched or played anything fun this week? Oh, I have watched a film. Based what on film? a video game. What cinematic experience. Oh, the Super Mario Brothers movie from Illumination and Universal. How was that experience you know what? for you? It's, it's good. It's a very fine film. It's very well animated. I think the two most outstanding elements in that film are the, um, the fight choreography. Holy cow. Yeah. The animation sequences that are just very much like... Uh, these two characters fighting or Mario doing levels and stuff in platforming is shot so well and it's so kinetic and it's so much fun and it's so well designed like tip my hats off to the storyboard artists who who choreographed those those moments because it's flawless and then the music is so good they well, you have Jack Black in a movie. Jack Black, oh yeah, who I think might could be nominated for best original song because it is an original song, Peaches, um, <laughs> the Peaches song. And I love that, like, basically from what I've read in interviews, they've changed Bowser's character halfway during the film because of the way Jack Black was playing him. It was very much a collaborative effort ah. between Jack Black, the writers, and I, probably Miyamoto too, just to get like the um, the the sign off from the big boss. But yeah, like he he talked about in interviews how like he as soon as they brought in, like he kind of brought in this fun musical energy one day and they were like, you know what, let's pivot and go that way. And Bowser is probably one of the best characters, if not the best character in the entire film. He's so, so good. And he has such a range. We love a range on our villains. Um, and yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot of pop culture music in there. Like there's one scene especially where they use the song Take On Me. And if you listen to the soundtrack, it's an incredible mashup of two different Donkey Kong songs. And it's like, why did we put Take On Me in here and we didn't use this beautiful composed piece? Like yeah. the orchestral versions, like cause I think the the finale, the final credits, um, the song that they do there is from Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, and it's just beautiful. It's just orchestral versions of video game music, which I love. I love video game music. 
So this film is making stupid I amounts of money. I fall asleep to video game music all the time. Same. I like work to video game music too. Lo-Fi Zelda and Lo-Fi Persona 5 Cafe. Oh, oh. Persona 5 Cafe is the exact energy I'm gonna trying to cultivate in my day-to-day life. Yes, there's so many good like Lo-Fi, like you're at the cafe, you're at LeBlanc, kind of like Lo-Fi. So it's like little clinkings of cups and like dishes being washed, but also like chill music and like the soft murmurs of people. So if you like environmental Lo-Fi, like go check it out. Hell yeah. But yeah, I mean, great film making stupid money so we're gonna probably see a ton of we're gonna see a billion more of these get ready guys this and the last of us have started a a, another video game media renaissance but the problem is is those things are both good in their own ways because of the time and energy and care that is put into them let us not return to the days of prince of persia and assassin's creed with michael fassbender please oh boy (laughs) oh boy those are rough times i remember uh the Prince of Persia release and how uh, that's who we have as the Prince of Persia. Okay. Yeah. I had a, I had an incredible double feature. This was when I was in high school. We went to the drive-in. This is where I'm going to get real Southern. We went to the drive-in movie theater in my friend's truck outside of our <laughs> town. Cause like where my town is, is, is very much like, here's the freeway that takes you down to Houston and here's a bunch of farmland. Um, and so we went to the drive-in in the middle of nowhere and the double feature was Prince of Persia. And, um, Green Lantern. Yikes. It was halfway through the film, halfway through Prince of Persia, the sound died in our car. So we just started MST3King the film and it was great. I think that's the best way to experience in, that. In way. Instead of actually like having to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie that I was thrilled to hear uh, and see and experience yes. and touch and taste and get oh, all can, my senses. You can taste this film? I could taste this film. Mm. Um, and it tastes like metal in your mouth because he gets punched in the face a lot. I watched John Wick 4. I still need to see it. Oh, it's so good. I maintain that Keanu Reeves in the John Wick series is the most attractive I'll ever find a cis man. Um, <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. He's I mean, the man, apex hottest guy uh, that like that he could be. It's because here's the thing: not only is he an action guy, he's also at his core a wife guy. Uh, wife guy, dog guy, who's like, just action on top. This this man wants everyone to know that at at his core, all he wishes he could be is a wife guy again, um, which just makes him so hot. And uh, John Wick 4 is an absolute blast. Really great pieces of big choreography that also don't always include John that has like many different kinds of fighting styles. Rina Sawayama is fantastic. Mm. Love getting more Ian McShane. Um, So sad that this is the last thing we'll see Lance Reddick in. Rest in peace. He's fantastic. Um, But I, okay, I am such a brat when it comes to three hour movies. Like Mm -hmm. I'll sit there and I'll fuss and I'll fidget. I did not feel the three hours of this movie at all a good film. i just had a good time and there's like a really good amount of slapstick too like john john wick is really good at slapstick without like the movie isn't so self-serious but it isn't so much so that it feels like totally out of place mm-hmm. there are things like you know like john learns he likes nunchucks uh cute uh, we love that for him <laughs> we love that for him and it's a great scene it's him <laughs> learning about them and then realizing that he actually likes are like kind of great mm-hmm. um <laughs> Uh, Donnie Yen, his choreography is so good. I I, I love Donnie Yen. Um, I'm I'm so happy that I saw John Wick four. I can't wait for a million more movies in this big stupid franchise that makes me so happy. Are you excited for the Continental TV show? Yes, I am. I'm just really excited to see what that's like. Um, I love that piece of world building. I think that was my favorite thing introduced in John Wick two. Oh, was you like, get way more of it in four, which yes! is great. I love 
the idea of just like here's the assassin hotel where everyone checks in and like you don't you can't the rule is can't kill anybody here and you all have these cool coins like i just love the world like i feel like john the original john wick is very like fairly simple premise like, yeah and just great storytelling too like <clears throat> baba yaga you killed his like, you killed his dog you got john wick mad you are done yeah and it's so good but then the two it just really takes that and just explodes the world and i was like i love this Oh, I, I love the John Wick franchise so much. I am so happy. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, I actually did find out that I missed a post-credit scene the first time. No. So if you haven't seen John Wick 4 yet, there is a post-credit scene. No, he's not being recruited to an all-elite fighting team. <laughs> uh, but it is like what an extra What team would he be joining? I'm trying to think of the distribution. Who's the, who, who makes John Wick? What other films do they do? Is that legendary? Is it legendary? I think you're right. I, I'd, look it up, I'd look it up, but, but I know both of our phones are open to the both of our phones are open to the thing that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So uh, we got to figure out who owns the John Wick universe so we can figure out how to make them fight hey, each Twitter, other. Twitter, I know you like our, you know, I know you like our call to actions. Uh, tweet at us about who you would put, who, who, what super like or what super crazy team you would put John Wick into the Muppets. But okay, let's let's <laughs> the look that you just gave me. Like, you broke my mind in a great way. Like, because I love that prompt on Twitter that we're on on any website where it's like, okay, if you have to redo the Muppets, like, what is the film and who is the one human in it? I love the idea of a John Wick film where it's he has only, to keep them alive. He has to keep them alive, and he's the only human. I it's like, like a companion mission, but a movie. Pride and Prejudice as well, with like Mr. Darcy being the only human. Oh, that's that's a fantastic one. I had a series for that, and it was Brooklyn Nine-Nine with only Andre Brower as the only human. That's so good, too. It's such a good thing. It's such a good, Because like, he's, like, so, like, he, he takes everything so seriously and mm -hmm. so earnestly that you need that as a, like. You need the straight man for the Muppet. It's why Michael Caine was so good with the Muppet. Gosh, that film is so good. I and love he's that like so much. That man is acting he's his acting. his his cussy off. <laughs> yeah, he put that cussy down. <laughs> like he's 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 really just just putting his whole pussy into it. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about Michael Caine's. We pussy. are not not today. Maybe another day. We will. We'll can eventually talk about. Can I give you my Michael Caine impression real quick? Yes, though? you can. Okay. I had to do this in a play in college once. Michael Caine. <laughs> I loved you, Mr. Wayne. I raised you, and I saw you as my own son, Mr. Wayne. It's just basically me improvising what I remember the final Batman film dialogue to be. <laughs> Thank you for this, sincerely. That's a, that's a $200,000 college acting degree at work right there. When you're zooted on weed, that is a treat. That is a treat to experience. Um, uh, we're, we're here to talk about Oh, what's that? There's that curtain. That, wow. that curtain's moving. She's gone. Um, we're here to talk about a movie that I picked, and that is The Night is Short, Walk On Girl. Um, I love this film. It's fantastic. Directed and written by Masaki Yuasa. Um, I, I adored this movie, and I was really excited to see, like, what we would do with it and like a pair it with a video gamey kind mm -hmm. of sense. But also I just wanted to talk to you about this movie because I know you're such a big animation fan. Yes. Um, and this is one of the most like visually interesting animated pieces in the last 10 years. And it's just so, it's so fun and lighthearted. It's like very, it's just it's a hug of a movie. It's so much fun. Cause I feel like, like I saw Susan May recently, which is an incredible film, but it has very, very heavy themes or you have a lot of these other films where it's like, here is it's much more a linear structured. It's much more of a structured story. This is just like it's just so fun. It's one of my favorite things, which is a slice of life movie. Yes, 
where it's uh, just like one event leads to the next leads to the next like there is an underlying kind of like want and goal but everything else on top is like well how'd they get here well of course this person here led them to here and then they got to there and then oh this happened there which brings us all the way back around it's a hijinks movie it's so good and it feels like it has very like as i was rewatching it it has very almost like excuse me i have juice in my throat Commedia dell'arte or like Looney Tunes energy. Yeah. Just between the two main <clears throat> characters, you have. Um... Well, they don't have names. Yeah. That's the first thing. The main characters don't have names. They're sometimes referred to as like Senpai and Kohai, mm-hmm. but it's the dark haired girl and the guy that's obsessed with her. Yeah. Um, Do you want to explain the plot real quick? <clears throat> yeah. After I clear my throat disgustingly into the microphone. So the Night Short um, Walk On Girl is about a girl in her 20s who. Like every girl in her 20s, thinks she can drink the whole world mm-hmm. and loves drinking. Um, it's her favorite thing to do. She loves it with her whole heart and soul. And she decides to drink like an adult for for herself for the first time and go out and just kind of see where the night takes her. Um, they start at a party, which is where the uh, boy in class who keeps showing up hoping that she'll eventually notice him. And he plans out coincidences, which he, I love. He plans out coincidences, which, by the way, was my flirting style in my early 20s. <gasps> I would just show up places. I would just always be around. I would just be like, oh, <laughs> funny catching you here. I would just always planned on being around because I didn't know how to talk to anyone. So I would just show up and hope for the best, which is exactly what he was doing, which is the most in-your-20s style of flirting imaginable. No talking, just showing up and being there <laughs> so you're here too ah, so you're also here um and he tries to follow her along on this night of hijinks as there's several intertwining stories um such as like an, an old bitter man who enters a drinking contest with her a man who refuses to change his underwear until he meets uh the girl of his dreams which gets into a little bit of a weird storyline but that's fine uh <laughs> and then uh, uh there's like the night book market where like her favorite childhood book yes. is being like sell sell sold in this like very strange auction where they had to like eat a very spicy food yeah they had to eat uh the spiciest hot pot possible to be able to buy it um it is an absolutely and i mean this with my whole chest zany movie it is the it is if you look zany under the dictionary you see looney tunes and then this movie yes because like um uh senpai and kohai the the girl she's like Everything that happens to her, it, it gave me like the reason why I say Looney Tunes <clears throat> is because it gave me that very dynamic where it's like, here is the confident character who sees nothing wrong with the world, but everything good happens their way. It's like all coincidences, like, oh, we you just got this and you met this person and now you're gonna go to this place. And like it's all these amazing coincidences that lead her there. Meanwhile, the male character, he's very much like constantly failing, just tripping up, like trying to follow her, but like she has all the luck in the world and he has none of it. And he also cannot hold his own drink. Yeah. Uh she can to impressive levels, but he is struggling. Mm-hmm. Um and it's all at once it's slice of life, but it's also a really lovely rom com because <sighs> you do see that through line of when she like starts to see him differently and mm-hmm. she starts to like think about him the same way he thinks about her and then you could like the way they animate his version of oh my god my cat keeps scratching me she wants on this table so badly this little dick um the (laughs) way that he like they animate his own like self-esteem issues as Mm -hmm. she's on his way to him um i i find the way it chooses to tell a story which is by taking 
as many tangents as possible and luxuriating in those human moments. So interesting because it just makes such a warm hug of a movie. Yes, it's just such a fun delightful film I was so bummed because I think I really wanted to see this film in theaters and I wasn't able to Mm -hmm. because they did a special when it came out gosh what was yours I think it was around the pandemic no uh it was in 2017 Emily that's a it's a little beforehand but I think it was in 2018 where it was releasing in the U.S. and I really really wanted to go see it but they were only doing like two to three select screenings but oh man this this film is like such an incredible just joyful treat of a film because it's just wacky and there's heart and it's it just it very much encompasses like I watch it and I'm like oh I want that to be my life like I want that kind of joy just happenstance like embracing everything that like life has to offer I want to live in a walkable city it's in Kyoto which is also great it's a beautiful setting Mm -hmm. Uh, and just incredible animation too the animation that they take in this film is just like the the style and the colors and just the the way they transitions from different scenes oh yeah it's just gorgeous and fun um I yeah I can't get over how pretty this movie is it's it was such a delight to watch with my roommate when we were both, uh, again, I like weed, very stoned on the couch. Um, and boy, could could I feel like I could drink like that in my 20s. Now in my 30s, I have too many blue drinks with Emily, and I spend the entire next day uh, hungover and suffering. That was rough. No, I think also, too, it's sugar. It's sugar. I had, had a lot of sugar. There was, those drinks were very, very sugary. We went to a, we went to a vapor, Vaporwave uh, City Pop uh, concert. It was so sick. They played Barbie Girl and Sandstorm, and I was it was, du- perfect. I was living. It and was they perfect. played Carmel Dancing. They did. I was shocked. Um, and I had a lot of blue drinks, and I yacked. Um, <laughs> we're being harassed by a cat right now. If you sound distracted, she ha- hasn't done this in so long. No, yeah. Parhut is the official guest of this episode because she keeps making her presence known by very lightly sinking her claws into both of our legs because she wants attention so fucking oh. bad. Get down off the table. <laughs> I can't believe this is making it on the final episode. back to what we were saying um i also just like i'm one of those people that i love films and media that make that gives you the feeling of falling in love i love the feeling of falling in love like i have a special playlist on spotify that's like songs i want to listen to if i want to feel like i'm falling in love oh my number one is bjork's it's oh so quiet uh, because it's suddenly loud. It's very quiet at first, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's screaming. I really like Video Games by Lana Del Rey. I think it's just like this beautiful, simple song. Um, I love that that era of Lana, that very moody, mm-hmm. tragic queen era of Lana mm-hmm. Del Rey, even though I'll always know you as Lizzie Girl. Um, that was her... That's right. Her, oh, I remember. I, I included it in a PowerPoint presentation I made about Britney Spears' pre-conservatorship. I made a PowerPoint presentation uh, about how her album Blackout was a deeply underrated album, even though everyone made fun of her because it was the year that she wore like a fedora with a clear wig on stage. Mm -hmm. Um, But that album is admitted to the uh, I'm I'm watching this cat, Emily. (laughs) I'm also watching this cat. She will not leave us alone here. uh, Talk about the movie while I give her a catnip. So she leaves alone. Okay. Um, Oh, gosh. What else can I say? Uh, this is just, it's just such a, I want to be, it's one of those films where you see the main character and it's just like, I think I said this earlier, like, I just want to be her. I just want to be in this, like this, because it's not only, she's she's not only just a fun character, but she just radiates joy and, and happiness and in life. And that's what is attractive about she her. She takes care of 
people. She takes care, and she takes care of people. She's so selfless, and I think it's a beautiful moment where it's like she's she's getting told that like, hey, this dude has like liked you. He's been following you the entire night, and she's like. I was so preoccupied with just like all the events leading one to another and taking care of other people. And she's like, I haven't had the time to reflect on which in on my own and quote this movie cotton candy feelings, which I'm like, I love that. I love that description. I love that description. And it's animated in such a fun way. Like even at the beginning of the film where she's talking about all the different liquors she loves, like she talks about how she loves rum and she's like, I just want to like lay in the, I wish the ocean was made of rum so I could drink it all. It's just like, the writing and the animation together is just this incredible celebration of just, yeah, slice of life. I feel like this is the best, this is the epitome of slice of life animation. Yeah. Um, which is one of my absolute favorite things. And uh, towards the end, there's this really great sequence where everybody who's been hanging out the night before catches a cold. So mm-hmm. she slowly goes from places to places and traces through the night that she's had taking care of everyone, taking care of everyone and ends with him. And it ends on this really lovely first date where the two of them are like thinking of asking each other a similar question. And it like ends on that very like hopeful note of like a first date and it can really go anywhere. And mm-hmm. you don't really know if it's going to be one date or several, but you're just like kind of excited. Um, it, it does a really good job of capturing the like possibilities of that first mm-hmm. meeting, which is just, Oh, uh, even though it I isn't their, movie. even though it isn't their first meeting. Yes. And it's very cute. Their first official, meeting. official, like let's I be romantic. You. Yeah. Let's be romantic meeting. Let's figure this out. Um, and I, I'm, I'm curious as to what you could have possibly. Vanessa, once again, this. Um, it's tough. It was tough because, um, there, I, I posted a question on Twitter. So fun fact, if you haven't picked up already, uh, you can tell when we're about to record an episode, cause I usually will tweet something about it or I'll ask the audience a question just to make sure like, Hey, am, am I right in this? Or are there other options that I have, I'm not familiar with? Um, cause I don't know everything about games. I wish I did, but you know I a lot about I games. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. But um, so I was asking because I was like, man, the thing that really stuck with me with picking this, making this choice was what is a rom-com video game? And I came to kind of the shocking realization that there really aren't any. And it's and I'm heartbroken. I think there's games, there's there's Atome games. So there's games with like where dating is like the main thing. But that's much more of like a self-insert like here's your pick of wonderful people here's your own harem go for it here's a harem of pigeons if you play hataful boyfriend have you ever played that one yes i have i got the murder pigeon ending you got that's what you got with it first i got it on my second try nice when i found out that you could do it so who's your go-to in like a romance little side tangent because these are fun who's your (laughs) go-to in a romance game is it the boy next door is who is it it's always whichever one the most like aloof or horny is (laughs) like if you play sardy valley I have. Okay, who is your choice in Stardew Valley? I don't remember. I remember who my choice is in Harvest Moon. Okay, yes, give me and that. And it's the red-haired girl that's, like, <gasps> kind of indifferent to you. Yes, Nami, I think. Nami, yes, Nami. Nami. Nami was my go-to in Harvest Moon because she was just, like, I don't really care, um, which was great. I always go for the person that's either, like, the most aloof or, like, in Boyfriend Dungeon, the most horny, so Sunder. Um, because there wasn't really... I, you get an aloof character in Boyfriend Dungeon, but uh, by that point, I was already like deep on the Sunder train. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the uh, K-pop character in Boyfriend Dungeon, which gotcha. is like the aloof one. Um, but yeah, aloof or horny. Those mm-hmm. are my two go-tos for a dating sim. What about you? 
I was a Celia girl in Harvest Moon, so I got loved the just the hey, she's got a farm too. That simple farm girl. She's super sweet and she's gonna support you. But when they did, uh, did you ever play the version of it that was the gender bent version? No, I wanted to. So that one is so fun fact. They are redoing Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life, and uh, this year it's actually coming out this year. They're remaking it. Uh, and This is so exciting. You and didn't know this? No, I, I didn't died. know this. I love this movie. Movie. Game. <laughs> I died at G4 the day this was announced. I was like, you guys, the best game ever is getting remade. It's wonderful. Um, it was the best one. And they will have the female option as well. So there, yes. was a, there was a version of the PS2 where it gave you the option to play as a girl, and then you could date the eligible bachelors in the town. And the eligible bachelors in the town were um, the innkeeper's son. So I think his name was Rock, the guy with yeah. the blonde hair. Yes. The, the hippie guy. Who had his yurt? The yurt guy. Yeah, the yurt guy. Okay. And then um, it was Celia's cousin, like the kind of rockabilly, like aloof guy. So of course I pick him. Okay. I yeah. Kinda, I kind of go for the aloof people too. I I do love a sweetheart here and there, but like in heart uh, in Stardew Valley. I'm I'm I know this. Mm, I go for Shane. I go for the alcoholic um, who you can help change and you can fix him. Mm. I mean, I've done that in real life. <laughs> but no it's just like he because because he has to he's one of those things where like you give him gifts and he's like oh, why are you even talking to me and i'm like mm, push me away and i'm gonna come back even harder my boy again i've and done then, that in real life <laughs> then, um yeah you basically like he he gets really his whole arc and heart start stardew valley is very very he gets very low but then again i like garris in mass effect garris my go-to that was and, one of the first things i learned about you cullen in dragon age inquisition like I think Puppy it was dog boy. the third day that we worked together, and you were like Garrus. Garrus, <laughs> that's that's me at work. I'm telling Actually, you about my day two, you drew him on the board at G four. Day I like did. second day. <laughs> I did that's how I introduced myself. Like I met you, hired. we became friends. <laughs> day two, Garrus on the board. That was... we needed. They needed to fill the board, and I was like, I'm putting Garrus up there. He deserves it. Sorry, I just looked at you and remember that we went through an entire beach house together. <laughs> Oh my god, this fucking cat is going to interrupt this entire episode. Okay, so um, long story short, I posted a question on Twitter to ask um, everyone, like, what is the When Harry Met Sally of video games? Because, like, there's games with romance romance um, features in them, like we've talked about uh, Mass Effect and your Dragon Ages, and then there's, like, romance games. But where's an actual game where the plot is a rom-com? Some people said Uncharted. I'm sorry. I'm You're firing guns in that game. Like, that's not... Harry Met Sally is not john wick like i think the closest hmm. i can think of is florence florence but like i wanted a rom-com with like i love florence because i think the journey of florence is about the character themselves and it's like how how the highs and lows of a relationship can be can be tough but ultimately good for you and so but i was like what is a game that has like what's a romantic game that has like what's florence but with a happy ending people have suggested i got two suggestions for um the lake or lake which seems to be a straight-up rom-com game. I'm going to play it after this. I'm going to come back and let you know what I thought because i got to do some other games for work. But um, but I'm going to play The Lake. Thank you all for those suggestions. And then somebody in my – somebody I already knew. I was already kind of leaning towards this game slash series, and somebody responded to my tweet with it. So we're going to look at this curtain right here and see what Emily picked. It's an curtain unhinged pick. Movie. Curtain My curtain is gone. Oh, it's Parappa the Rappa the series. <laughs> When you texted me Parappa the Rappa <laughs> and you were like Parappa the Rappa, all of them, one through three. And it 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 took me a second and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, animation. 
definitely animation. Mm-hmm. It, this has they both have such interesting, unique styles. They also have a very similar color palette. Mm-hmm. Parappa and uh, the Night of Short. Uh, absolutely yep. have a similar color, color palette. So I was like, all right, I'm following Emily there. And then you were like, but Parappa is a romance. And I was fully on board. Yes, Parappa is a is a straight up romance game. Um, I'm going to give some facts now. So Parappa the Rapper is a rhythm video game developed by Nana On Shah and published by the Sony Computer Entertainment for the PlayStation in Japan in 1996 and worldwide in 1997. It is considered the first true rhythm game, which is one of my favorite genres. <laughs> and it, I love rhythm games, but- This one kicks your ass. This plays like the most unforgiving, merciless fucking rhythm game. My roommate played it, lost one time, she was done. She was completely done. Um, I definitely had several moments in which I was like, I'm not going to throw my controller, but I'm really thinking about it. Yes. Um, I'm not, I'm not a controller thrower, but this game, it's not like other rhythm games where I feel like you have like, you follow the music, centimeters, like you, you follow the music, but you also have like a small amount of wiggle time to like still have it be landable. Yeah. And this game is like, you either land it or you don't, you either land it or you don't. Sorry. It, it has absolutely no give uh, as to like getting anything other than perfection. No, it is. It is incredibly hub, especially the, the cheap, cheap uh, song where you're cooking the baking the cake is is like I looked on a Kotaku article and they have it like cited as the one of the most difficult video game levels in all of video game history, which I fully support. So the reason why I picked this game is because, like I said, there I was hard, having a hard time finding a rom-com game and Parappa does have these rom-com elements to it. And I wanted to find something that conveyed and matched the similar kind of whimsical spontaneity that this film has. Uh, A game about the journey, not the destination, and that's packed with quite literally a colorful cavalcade of characters. I love alliteration. And wacky instances. I love the word cavalcade. Cavalcade of characters. And Mm. Night is Short is an absolute cavalcade. You have a zillion characters in Mm -hmm. that movie. And they're just so much fun, and they're so different, and they're unique, and they're very, very memorable. Um, so yeah, so Parappa the Rapper, so we're going to talk about all three because I think they all have elements that like, I just wanted, there's not going to be a time where I'm like, well, this is more like Parappa the Rapper one versus Unjami Lami and Unjami, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Unjami Lami or Umjami Lami. I forget. And then Parappa the Rapper two. So Parappa the Rapper one, uh, the whole plot is Parappa the Rapper is a little dog that likes to rap and he's trying to win the affection of Sunny Funny, uh, this girl he likes by doing a variety of things, including learning to drive, getting a job, et cetera. Can I give you the plot for Parappa the Rapper 2? Yes. This is going to be a lot. So the first one is a rom-com. It's just about he wants to impress this girl. There's there's this other kind of character, Joe, who he, like, this really kind of, like, high school jock character that he constantly is comparing himself to. And at the end, Parappa Rapper believes that he's just like that. He has to, I gotta believe. That's what his whole catchphrase is. I gotta believe. I gotta believe in myself. And that's the whole plot. Is like, he instances lead him to, to different kind of situations, and then ultimately he realizes that he was enough. Parappa the Rapper 2. <laughs> Having won a lifetime's worth supply of instant noodle products from Beard Burger's <laughs> Burger Shop... <laughs> Um, he's become nothing short of weary from eating noodles and noodles for every single meal of every single day. When Parappa complains about being served noodles by his crush, Sunny Funny, he becomes shocked when she calls him a baby, causing him to question his own maturity. When Parappa and his friend PJ Berry go to eat bird burger instead, beard burger instead, uh, they discover some reason that the burgers have turned into noodles. 
From a poster, the Beard Burger Master uh, sings a song. Afterwards, Parappa and PJ learn of a mysterious phenomenon. All the food in town, not just burgers, is turning into noodles. Parappa and General Potter, Parappa and Sonny's respective fathers, try to develop an intention that can stop an invention that can stop the noodleization. It's it's wild. There's a whole plot with like a villain and there's noodles and then they get subatomic. That was one of the ones I started playing when you recommended this to me. And the noodle animation made me sick of noodles. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's it's just, it's so funny to me because like the plot of the first one is very much like rom-com. It's fun. He just wants to impress this girl. And this one's like, what if I gave you just like an insane plot where there's noodles and now he's involved in this thing and he won a lifetime supply. And there's also a villain here who's turning everything into noodles and everyone's going to town. There's a noodleization happening in town. You need to de-noodle everything. Yes, I could read the entire description because I have it here, but it would take probably five minutes and I don't want to... As, as fun as that would be, maybe bonus content one day is if yeah. we will read you full game video game plots from Wikipedia. But um, but yeah, Unjami Lami, I'm going to talk about that game real quick because that has our female protagonist, which is also kind of why I really wanted to in- include it as like the whole series of Parappa the Rapper because I think Parappa the Rapper 1 encapsulates the love story element, but um, Unjami Lami encapsulates that kind of female protagonist, that female-led yeah. kind of her journey throughout it as well. Uh, and hers is just like her kind of whole thing is that she needs to get to her concert. So very, very similar to Parappa the Rapper 1. Very, very clear goal. All about the journey. And then uh, for her, she she deals with circumstances by imagining that she has her guitar to give her confidence, which I think is very, very cute. Um, that one did not do as well. Also because it didn't have Parappa in it until like, I think you could like unlock him at a different level. But yeah, this this series is wacky. I remember seeing this my roommate watches it, this Japanese game show that's like a very old version of a Let's Play in which they were playing that version where it was like the girl with the guitar Mm -hmm. and it looked impossible. It looked impossible. It had some of the most insane rhythm sequences I'd ever seen. Oh, there's a whole sequence about babies. There's a whole sequence about like, apparently in the Japanese version, she goes to hell. Uh, (laughs) Which is why I picked it because I think it's just... It's such a marriage of just like these insane wacky slash like kind of weird concepts. Like the nice the nice short walk on girl has some very weird elements to it. Like you kind of mentioned briefly earlier. Yeah, it's about a girl going from point A to point B, but there's like a lot of weird side stories. There's some stuff. There's a there's a pop up play. There's a pop up play. There's like the guy who won't change his underwear. There's a drinking contest. Yeah, it's weird, weird adult stuff, but like fun. And so that's why I picked Parappa because it's got weird. Like, there's a whole song. I hate this song. I hate the song so much. I got roasted on when I published a fandom article because I ranked the, I ranked all the songs from Parappa the Rapper 1 and Parappa the Rapper 2. And people got mad because of how low I placed this song, but I thought it was atrocious. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, I think it's the second to last song in Parappa the Rapper 1 where it's basically a medley of all the other songs that you've played. But the premise is all the characters are trying to go to the bathroom. And so they're just singing about how they need to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, cool medley. I hate the topic. <laughs> Not a good song. And so people, people got mad and they came after me. And I'm like, well, I'm writing the article. <laughs> so when you were thinking of pairing this movie and then you specifically paired it with Parappa, what would you say was like your like main guiding factor of like, these these two movies tell this story and I mean these two movies these two pieces of media tell a like point A to point B story in a similar way I think it was like you said it was the the design because they both have very very distinct uh choices in animation Parappa kind of has this really fun 2D yet 3D kind of style where everyone's kind of flat but it is in these kind of 3D environments 
and it's like has a very very similar color palette and yeah I think it was just the way that both of these stories are about the journey and not the destination yeah and just the happenstances that are like okay this instance leads him to then this instance which then leads them to this instance and it was just kind of that way of telling a story where um and then of course it's all wrapped up in kind of like he is doing these things because he he wants to impress this girl so it was yeah. giving me kind of like the 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 senpai vibes of the film as yeah. well they they both tell a story by asking and then every mm-hmm. every 30 seconds yes. and then what and then what and then what happens and it 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 keeps tumbling into a new thing mm-hmm. um, and it's just quirky i think that, that was the thing too is like i wanted a quirky game to match this quirky film yeah no i think i think you made an excellent pairing i think the two of them <sighs> are also I mean, I won't say that Parappa. I will say the content of Parappa is comforting. I won't say the gameplay is comforting. No, gameplay is uh, stupid. It's hard. <laughs> the gameplay you, is. It's it's clearly it's really one hard. of those like it's clearly like of its era, um, memorization based games where it's like you need to play it and then know what's coming in order to do it well. Yeah, you can't trust the mechanics. Like I'm a big. I don't think I've ever said this. I don't even know if I said this on G4. I'm a big Hatsune Miku fan. I love Project Diva games. Really? I love, I own so many Project Diva Will games. Will you introduce me to some? Yes. There's a good one on the Switch. Uh, and there's a really, really good one on the PlayStation 2. Um, but, and they also have the big arcade version of it. I need to go play it at round one. They have the big, like, go with Sega, version, Sega version of it. But um, those ones are very much, like you were saying, kind of forgiving. You see the timing happening. And also, it's very much, like, about the music. You're following the song, so you're knowing the tempo. Like, you know kind of, like, when to hit the buttons. Yeah. Where Parappa, it's, the line is changing. The delivery of the rap is changing with each new lyric and verse. And so it's, That's like, exhausting. it won't be it won't be the same thing over and over again. It'll be, yeah. like, duh, 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 duh. Da, 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 da. and you're like oh gosh okay cool like i gotta I'm just fail so at this level so i can restart it and then know what's coming yeah it's like playing a game of simon mm-hmm. exactly simon the original rhythm game it is and i wish sony would do something with it i wish they did release um so the only place where you can play it is the ps4 uh possibly the ps5 i can play that's where i played okay it. good um so i yeah, downloaded like a parappa they did the remaster yeah. of it and for the ps4 but that's it there's I, i'm sure you can emulate it on a pc but like i would love a third version of this game i don't think we'll ever get that i think parappa is such an underutilized playstation icon you don't really see rhythm yeah. games like this as 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 much no. anymore oh i mean i feel like i mean if anything parappa i feel like kind of created a, a a, a surgence of rhythm games that are not like this yeah. because because it was challenging and so people were like well what if we took rhythm games in this different direction the persona 5 um rhythm game also very very fun because i you, haven't played it yet that's a very very fun one too because you also get fun little dialogue between the characters oh. yeah good stuff this i just love me on it i just love i love music and i love a game that pairs music very very well with it so that's why i was like wanted this choice and also i'm thinking like i don't know if there'll be another time where a rhythm game presents itself to be paired as well and so yeah. i'm like this is my one chance to talk about rhythm games perfect Whee. this is perfect yes and if you're looking for just a warm hug after that last episode we did about dying and stuff uh either one of these games yeah I, mean, th- I mean either one of these pieces of media game or movie if is- you like to feel frustrated play parappa the rapper <laughs> It's especially fun if you're in a group full of people because you talk shit and then you're like, why don't you play? And then you play and then you find out that you ain't shit either. <laughs> Good uh, friend game. 
It's a good friend game. It's a great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, no, these these are great picks. I'm so excited about these. Now, I picked uh, The Night is Short. Yeah. I picked movie. Easy or pick. Mm-hmm. So this is a game we actually talked about last episode. We really? Did, we talked about it briefly for a second. I wish I could remember what it was now. Uh, I was like, you know what? This is the biggie. This is the big one. This is the one that we kind of like inspired this podcast, I think. Oh. Oh. So your game to pair a film with. Oh, my gosh. Is Bioshock. Ah! <laughs> I am this so This is going to be so, so fun. Ah, what do I even pick? What do I even go on? Do I go for something nautical? Do I go for something where... Because there's also the storytelling mm-hmm. element of Bioshock. I'm very, where it's very like, curious. do I go for something that like manipulates first person? Yeah, uh, changes the yeah, yeah that like manipulates the yeah, the viewer. Yeah. Manip- manipulates the viewer in some kind of way. Do I go with like an unreliable narrator? Uh, do you what? go for like an Art Deco kind of period piece, like a horror film? There are so many things to pick from. Do I do a film that is also like commentary on like capitalism and its structures? Mm. Um, ooh, ooh. Gosh, because yeah, this is one of my favorite <coughs> games of all time. Oh my god, Probably I'm gonna have to confer with my time. roommate on this. She's she's my smoke weed and talk about movie buddy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm this is this is gonna be a tough one, but I'm gonna have fun with this one. <laughs> this is exciting. Thank you for this. Yeah. Um, where can the people find you? We um you can find me on the interwebs, uh, specifically at Twitter. That's where I really kind of post uh, all the things I'm involved with and all the things I'm doing. Um. I think I just announced that, uh, or we just kind of made it known that I've been writing for Jesse Cox on his YouTube channel. So if you like daily game news stuff and indie reviews, I'm writing, uh, I'm helping write those. So that's been a really, really big, fun joy. Uh, so yeah, follow my Twitter. That's where I post everything. I'm also part of uh, another podcast called Mass Effect Adventum. If you like tabletop RPGs, if you like Mass Effect, or if you just like people, a bunch of buddies coming around and just sharing a good, fun space adventure, I highly recommend listening to it. It's very, very fun. And then when this episode comes out, I should have been on an episode of the Nintendo Cartridge Society. Hell yeah. Uh, and so talking about um, some fun Super Mario stuff there. So yeah, give those a listen. But I, like I said, I share everything on my Twitter. That's the main place to follow me. Yep. Frankly, underscore Emily. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's an extra little underscore after Emily. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm NESS Guerrero on Twitter, SNES Guerrero on Instagram, and I produce a show that's out every other Monday on a channel called The Grumps. The show is called 10 Minute Power Hour. It's watch ridiculous. It. Uh, definitely watch, watch it. it. You'll see me in the background sometimes. Um, they made me eat dirt once. Um, <laughs> well, they didn't make me. I offered. Uh, <laughs> I ate dirt. I <laughs> That'll be in an upcoming episode. Uh, they were like, don't do it, Vanessa. And then I did it. <laughs> so that's going to happen. Um, and tune in for our next episode where I pair something with Bioshock. Who knows what that's going to be? <laughs> um, and uh, the game, the show doesn't have a Twitter or an Instagram yet, but uh, that's because Emily have lives to lead. So other than that, tweet at us personally if you want to talk about the show because mm. we love talking about the show and we love you all. And she- Share it with your friends. Thank you for thank you to everyone who who is tweeting at us and saying like I just discovered this. This is so much fun. That thank really you. really means a lot, and it makes our days like so much brighter just to see that y'all are enjoying these episodes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Share with your friends. Write a fun little review. We would appreciate it. Uh, touch a pigeon today. We love you. Bye. Bye. A pigeon? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs>